Hello and welcome to Bible Believing Bible Studies. My name is Brother Robert Reynolds. I'm from KJB Wright Division Radio in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. Thank you so very much for taking the time to be with me today to hear this message that I have for you. And I pray that it's a blessing to you and a help to you. And pray that it helps you learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Alright, so uh, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to, to uh, teach a little bit on rightly dividing by covenants. Right, rightly dividing by covenants. So go with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 23. Genesis chapter 1, verse 23. Verse 23 in the King James Bible says, And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. So here we will be right, rightly dividing by covenants. We're going to examine... Uh, the right division of some scripture concerning the first coming of Christ uh, while rightly dividing these prophecies concerning Jesus earthly ministry and life we will also see references to his suffering and his glory and okay, go to first Peter chapter 1 first Peter chapter 1 And we'll read verses 10 and 11. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify, when it testified before the sufferings, Beforehand, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Alright, so we understand that Jesus Christ had to die before he could reign. But during his earthly ministry, his disciples could not understand that their Messiah and King had to die. They didn't get it. Remember when Christ told uh, told Peter right, that, that he was going to be killed and raised again the third day? What did Peter say? This shall not be unto thee, Lord. He didn't understand. But under... The covenant of Moses, Christ had to suffer the wrath of God for sin. Look at Romans 4.15. Romans 4.15. Because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is... There is no transgression. Okay, go to Galatians 3. Galatians 3, 11 to 13. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. In verse 13, 
Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Curses everyone that hangeth on a tree. Amen? Then under the covenant of David, Christ would rule on David's throne. Look at Acts 2.36. Acts 2.36 Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom ye had crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verses 6 to 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 to 8. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world, but that the princes of this world that come to naught. Verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Verse 8. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Amen. Now go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 to 11. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and in verse 11 and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father so he didn't begin to reign at his first coming because the Jews rejected him and his kingdom. Alright, look at Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7. And uh, this is dealing with, uh, with Stephen. And uh, he is uh, preaching and he gives... Uh, a history of the Jews of Israel, all right, and then he starts preaching Christ, and look what happens here. All right, let's read verses 54 to 60. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God, and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man. Standing on the right hand of God. Now, let me stop right there. Because I want to say something. Why do you think that Christ was standing at the right hand of God instead of seated at the right hand of God? Some say it's because Christ was applauding Stephen for his preaching. But that's not the case at all. He was standing because... Their king and their kingdom and his kingdom 
was being offered to the Jew again. And if they would have accepted their king and his kingdom, then Christ would have come back and he would have set up, he would have set up his kingdom already. And there would be no church age. So that's why he was standing. Okay, um, verse 57. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. And cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. Alright, that is the future Apostle Paul. So he was at the stoning of Stephen. Alright, verse 59. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. In verse 60. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Alright, so now, Matthew 1, 23. Okay, this is uh, prophesied. The prophesied virgin birth of Christ. Alright, uh, Matthew 1, 23. Matthew 1 23 behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us okay Isaiah 7 14 Isaiah 7 14 therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign Remember, signs are for the Jews. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. God with us. Now, God was manifest in the flesh. Okay, 1 Timothy 3.16. 1 Timothy 3.16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Amen? So God manifest in the flesh. He was manifest in the flesh. He came to earth. Amen? Now, he did not begin to reign and rule over the government when he came. In his first coming. Look at Isaiah 9. Isaiah chapter 9. And um, let's read verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And in verse 7, Of the increase of his government and peace there should be no end. Upon the throne of David, see that, and upon his kingdom, to order it, and to establish it with just uh, judgment, and with justice from henceforth, even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this all 
Alright, so this this really threw off Christ's disciples. Alright, in Luke 3, verses 4 to 6, let's go there. Luke 3, 4 to 6. Alright, we will find the uh, the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy in Isaiah 40, verses 3 to 5. As it is written in the book of the words of Esaias, the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth. Verse 6, And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Now look at Isaiah 40, verses 3 to 5. Isaiah 40, verses 3 to 5. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. In verse 5, And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. So up to now, every mountain and hill have not been made low, the crooked is not made straight, rough places plain. That will happen at Christ's second coming. Okay, Revelation 1 verse 7. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindred of the earth shall wail because of him, even so. Amen. Now, I'll show you something here. Look at Luke 4. Luke chapter 4. And uh, we will read verses 16 to 21. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Now was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esaias. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And in verse 19, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So here is where Christ stops. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Okay, verse 20, and he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he, be, and he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears so remember that Christ stopped at to preach the acceptable year 
of the Lord. Now go to Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. And let's read verses 1 and 2. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening uh, of prisons to them that are bound. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, comma, and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. So why did Christ stop at to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord? Because he partially fulfilled this prophecy. Right? He is speaking of his first coming. The last part of that, the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, that is speaking of his second advent. Alright, that has not happened yet. Alright, so it's only a, a portion of prophecy that is fulfilled at this time. Okay, now look at 2 Thessalonians. The second part will be fulfilled later on. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 7 to 10. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them, that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So when Christ comes back, he's going to get vengeance on his enemies. All right? They will be destroyed. All right? So you can see why Peter was ready to fight in the Garden of Gethsemane. All right? He knew that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. He knew that. Matthew 16, 16. Matthew 16, 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. So he was ready for his king to rule and destroy their enemies. Amen. But as Jesus told Pilate, if my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. John 18, 36. John 18, 36. 
Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. It's coming. It's coming. And you know what? We will come back with him. Amen. Come back with him on white horses. Now. So. Right after Jesus' resurrection. The disciples were still looking for him to take over and rule. Acts 1 verse 6. Acts 1 verse 6. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? So, what the disciples failed to see were the prophecies concerning the sufferings of the Lord. They didn't see Psalms 22, verses 1 uh, to 31. Okay, let's go there. Psalms 22. And uh, we're going to look at some of the verses here. Uh, look at uh, verse 1. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring. See the crucifixion? Now look at verses 6 to 8. But I am a worm, and no man, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, verse 8, He trusted on the Lord that he should deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. See that there? Verses 16 to 18. For dogs have com compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. Verse 18. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Now look at verses 29 to 31. All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship, and all they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. The seed shall serve him, it shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born, that he hath done this. Okay, so you see all throughout here, the the crucifixion okay now notice uh in verse 30 a seed shall serve him notice also a generation 
Verse 31, the people that shall be born, he shall, that he hath done this. Who is that speaking of? What's that a reference to? Who is that a reference to? That's a reference to saved people. Those who are born again. John 3. Alright. We are the generation of the Lord. A dead man brought forth a seed. And that's only possible by the resurrection. They also didn't see Isaiah 53. Go to Isaiah 53. And um, let's read let's read this uh, this whole thing here. The whole uh, chapter, verses one all the way to twelve. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root of the dry ground. He had no form, no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Okay, that's not. Let, let me let me say something here. I used to work with um, with a lady that um, proclaimed to be Christian, and I don't know what denomination she was from, but but she told me that. Uh, the the doctor told her that she had so and so diseases and or disease whatever I don't remember what it was but or sickness you know and um, she said but I don't have that and I don't have it because by his stripes we are healed but that is not physical healing that is spiritual healing it's spiritual verse 6 all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth he has brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb so open not his mouth so Christ was crucified on that cross he was nailed Nailed to that cross, crucified. He was beaten beyond recognition before that. But he opened not his mouth. Verse 10, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief. When, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify 
many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he had poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. So you see the trial, judgment, and crucifixion. Notice also the seed or his seed. Notice justification also. Notice the dead man dividing the spoil. So these things are only possible by the resurrection. The only person who seemed to be able to grasp this was the thief on the cross. Luke 23. Luke 23. Verse 42. And he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. You see that? Now, let's be sure of this. As part of these prophecies have already been fulfilled at the first coming of Christ, likewise the second part will be fulfilled as well. Look at Psalms chapter 2. Psalms chapter 2. Verses 1 to 3. Here you're going to see the tribulation period. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves uh, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their, their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Okay, now verses 4 and 5, you're going to see the second coming. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, and the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them, in his wrath and vex him in his sore displeasure. In verse 9, you're going to see the second coming. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Okay, now look at verses 10 and 11, or 10 to 12. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, let he, uh, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. When its wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are, are they that put their trust in him. Okay, 
All right, now look at Revelation 19 15. Revelation 19 15. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of wrath of Almighty God. Look at Psalms 2 verse 6. Psalms 2 verse 6 again. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Okay. Millennium. Okay. Verses 10 to 12. Let's read that again. Be wise now therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. So Jesus will sit upon Zion and God will give him the heathen for his inheritance. Amen. Alright. So I will go ahead and, uh, and I will stop right there. Uh, I thank you so very much for... Uh, being with me today uh, Thank you for your prayers for me and uh, my family uh, For the ministry has entrusted us with Until next time God bless you